everyone. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Not Your Mama's Gamer uh, podcast. We're not just another gaming podcast. We're uh, a group of three women who are also academics, um, all who are currently living in the great state of Indiana, um, <laughs> living and working in the great state of Indiana. And we've come together to talk about uh, issues um, in gaming and games in general, um, in ways that we have not seen uh, in other podcasts online. Not to say that they don't exist, but say we haven't seen them. Um, so what we'd like to do now is to start by introducing ourselves. Um, I'll go last, <clears throat> since I'm the one who's talking first. Um, and let's start with, uh, how about you, Alex? All right. My name is Alex Lane. I am a second-year PhD student at Purdue, and I pretty much spent all of my free time playing video games. Uh, I play, I'm, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. That says it all. Uh, okay, well then, I'm Sarah White. Uh, I teach uh, composition and creative writing at Purdue North Central, so I am up to the north. Um, I play video games, maybe not as much as the other two, but I was fortunate enough to um, write a couple of articles with one of my friends about video game analysis, um, focusing on Resident Evil and Silent Hill, so I'm very interested in the games and their effect on our psychology, our culture, and of course, issues in terms of gender and such, so... Yes, that's me. Awesome. Thanks. Um, well, I'm Samantha Blackman. I am um, an associate professor at Purdue um, in West Lafayette, Indiana. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, digital rhetorics uh, is one of my main areas of study, and I'm really interested in new media studies and video game studies. Um, so that's how I know these two uh these two great young women um, who at one point or another are either currently or have been graduate students um, on main campus um, that I've worked with. Uh, I have been a gamer for <laughs> a really long time now. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day and I was like, oh yeah, for a while I was, I could say I've been a gamer for 20 years. No. And I'm like, God, no, I've been a gamer for 30 years. Um, <laughs> So I've been gaming for 30 years, um, and then I guess recently I found a way to turn my passion into uh, my research. Um, so that's where we are. That's who I am. Uh, that's who we all are. So what we want to start by doing tonight is to, to talk about <clears throat> oh, lots of different things, um, help you get to know us better, uh, talk about what we're playing, what we're reading, talk about things that interest us, uh, things that we think are important uh, in the area of games, game study, or just games in general. Um, so let's start out with uh, what we're playing. Um, what are you guys playing now? Well, this week, I have spent almost all of my time playing Civ Five. I am so addicted to the achievements in Steam. I don't know if you guys follow me on Steam, but I have a lot of achievements that I'm quite proud of. Um, so I've been starting games with as many different rulers that I can and kind of exploring around and doing lots of wacky stuff in the game that sometimes has nothing to do with the gameplay. Um, like, uh, like, it, like if you are uh, the leader of, of uh, England, you have to make a, a giant fleet of ships or something like that, right? Um, so doing lots of funny stuff like that and sort of thinking about 
culturally what some of the achievement means, uh, what they mean. For example, there's like a kamikaze attack where you have to go as a, if you're the, if you're the Japanese uh, people, you go and fight with a, with a injured, um, with an injured battalion or something like that, or um, all these other interesting sort of cultural things that are happening with that. So that's what I've been doing. Well, I have been playing Red Dead Redemption, um, and also I started uh, last week teaching a video game. It's called Gaming, Writing, and Culture, and it's uh, interestingly enough, I have 11 guys and four girls in the class, and um, they have been enjoying my antics where I said I was I shot someone in the back, and I've been fighting my... Uh, darker demons because I want to be a good you know a good outlaw if that's such a thing and um, just sort of playing through looking at the role of, of women of course looking at the way history is being represented and um, other cultures I, I know that I haven't quite gotten into Native American culture but I believe that is further in the game and so what I've been focused on this week uh, in a lot of ways is um, like looking at the histrionics can I say that of uh, <laughs> video games and um and how the, um, I don't know, I don't want to say decidedly male um, necessarily, but we were looking at the orange, origins of video games in my class, uh, going back to their militaristic beginnings and, uh, and what bearing that might have on the way games have developed, maybe in terms of violence and, and audience. So, um, yeah, this is that's where my mind has been this week. I don't know about Samantha. <laughs> well, I want to go back and talk to talk a little bit about Red Dead Redemption. I know I'm cheating here. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do it. I got to do it. <clears throat> it's all part of the game, right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I've played Red Dead Redemption. I, I'm not playing it now. I did play it um, for a very brief period of time, I'll say. Um, well, and I'll tell you, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Um, okay, so Rockstar is infamous, you know, and, and I've yes. played the Grand Theft Autos since, you know, since I can remember since the first one. Um, and so, you know, the nothing much shocks me about Rockstar, but for some strange reason, Red Dead just hit me in a way that none of the Grand Theft Autos did. I mean, none of the beating up, killing hookers, running folks over, none of that struck me in the same way that this game did, simply because I was playing the game, and, and you know, it was it was fun. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold you up. I had fun playing the game, but when I was actually in the city, and going around and going, leaving the sheriff's office, and and I told Alex about this the the day after it happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, I had to stop playing because I was just nauseated. Um, so mm. I, I hear this this voice that like is coming from like of course around the corner or coming from my side speaker um, that that is that goes you know shut up bitch before I cut you a new hole. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And I hear this woman screaming. So then. Uh, me as you know as as John Marston is running around on the screen trying to find this woman who's screaming and and I run around the corner and in front of the saloon lo and behold there's a man getting up off of uh, off of a prone woman on the ground who kicks her body and walks away and as I run past I found I find this battered and bloody at this point corpse laying on the ground and I'm horrified. Not only am I horrified by this fact, but I'm also horrified that as I run by this corpse and try to run after this guy who's gone now, so it's too late, of course, 
but but John Marston inadvertently kicks the body and the body moves. So, you oh. know, uh, yeah. So it, it just kind of brought me way into the game in a way that I didn't want to be brought into uh, because it, it actually felt like I was the one that was committing this violence against this woman. Mm-hmm. Not, not that I had killed her, but I had inadvertently kind of kicked her. Um, and I couldn't play it anymore. I I could not bring myself to play the game anymore. I mean, I've had visceral reactions to games before, um, but never in this way and never to the point that I could not play again. Um, And so, yeah, Red Dead has, you know, I understand it was like everybody's game of the year. Everybody thought it was the greatest game ever. And uh, it just didn't do it for me. I I hated it. Well, (laughs) I have to say, I, I did. I, I, I myself came to that particular moment, right? So I, I, I came to that moment. I heard him say that, and 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 I was like, wow, that is very jarring, right? So I, ha- I, I guess I've gotten further than you did, you know, by that much. Yeah. In the game, and I've also played Vice City, and I wonder, and I'm, I'm just throwing it out, of course, because my post on the website dealt with this. I wonder if it's our perception of. Um, Women versus then versus now. I mean, when we think of uh, prostitution, I mean that's what they are—the salon, the saloon girls versus, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. you know, the women of the night, whatever you want to call them these days. Do we see that the women that are walking the streets these days share more culpability, perhaps, than the women back then? I mean, is it is it our perception of the woman? Is it is that what make it? Because I've too have played Vice City where I've run them over and I've, you know, taken my money back, and you know, I mean, are you, so I, I've been thinking about that exact same thing since I heard mm-hmm. Sam. Uh, come come to class and tell us about this reaction that she had. And the only thing that I can come to, because I have killed my fair share of hookers in the Grand Theft Auto games too. Um, and I I think that the the way that Grand Theft Auto was set up is it's made to shock you in the most horrible way it can. So like you're expecting it, mm-hmm. you know that it's going to be over the top, you know it's going to be violent, you know it's going to be misogynist, all these things, but a game like Red Dead Redemption, who's, who makes some other interesting stances, um, about things like Native Americans, um, you, and all of a sudden this sort of peripheral thing happens that's not necessary to the game, that is just sort of on the sidelines, um, for me, that was what was more disturbing. Yeah, and it's a, it's a side quest, actually, I mean, and I don't know if you, you can, because you you played it, so you you also run into the sheriff, um, Sarah, where yeah. the sheriff mm-hmm. says the sheriff tells you what's going on. This is how you kind of know right. that these outlaws mm-hmm. are coming to the city, and they're they're wrecking all kinds of ha- havoc and stirring up all kinds of shit. And what they're doing is, of course, mm-hmm. um, raping the saloon girls who are yes prostitutes. And Perfect. it's been and it's been said that well, what you can do is you can protect these women. Mm-hmm. Right. It, well, it doesn't say necessarily protect these women, but what you can do is run these outlaws out of town. And, you know, the, the implication there is that if you run these outlaws out of town, of course, you're also going to protect these women. So, right. you know, and I've thought long and hard about this. I wondered if it's, it's perhaps my more protective, uh, my more protective side that makes me feel like I oh, failed sure. in some way. Um, that was what I was going to ask. Yeah. Because my, my most. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, by not, by not well, saving yeah. this woman, right? Well, I think I, I was uh, not to not to interrupt you per se, but I, I wanted to really agree with you that that's part of what bothered me is that I couldn't get there in time. Yeah, and in Grand Theft Auto, I'm the perpetrator, right? And I seem to accept that role, like okay, I'm going to boink you in the bushes, 
I'm going to kill you and take my money back. Right. And I, and once I'm resigned to my sort of evil, I, it seems like I'm okay. Now in Red Dead Redemption, like you said, I mean, we are supposed to be protecting these women and we, we I couldn't get there in time, just like you. Yeah. yeah. And it's a horrible feeling. Yeah. A horrible feeling. And, and I'm, and I'm really wondering if that's what it is. I mean, I've had <clears throat> that feeling a lot. Uh, with games lately and 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 we'll talk about this of course probably in a later episode but just in terms of my perception of a lot of games where children are involved now um mm. and how that's changed since i myself have become a parent um right. but you know that's a whole nother episode i can talk about that for a long time <laughs> you don't want to get me started um but Okay, so yeah, we've gone, gone off on a tangent there, but so what am I playing? I'm sorry. Um, you know, it's been a crazy week for me. I haven't been playing a whole lot. Okay, yeah, I have. Um, I've been, <laughs> I guess, I haven't play, been playing a lot of big console games. I've been playing a lot of handheld stuff because I've been so crazy busy. Um, I've been playing, of course, Dragon Quest IX. Um, I feel like I've been playing that game forever. Um, and there's so much more to continue to play. Um, I love that game. Um, it's better than any of the other Dragon Quest games I've played. Um, I've gotten into it in, in ways that I haven't gotten into the other ones. Um, it feels more like a, it feels more like an open world game on the DS. Um, there's mm. just, and there's so much there um, in terms of the games, you know, stuff that draws you in, stuff that makes me go, hmm, and stuff that makes me think about games, you know, that makes me think about games outside of just having fun with them will, will draw me in in ways that just fun games won't. Um, there's so there's so much stuff in terms of religious imagery, um, and because you because of course you play this you play this angel um, who has not necessarily fallen, uh, but it seems that all of heaven has fallen, um, and uh, you you don't know why. So you spend a lot of time trying to figure out why, um, while of course still protecting the folks that you have been a guardian angel for in your kind of past angelic life. It's an awesome game. Sam, um, is this the, uh, the, the city in the fog game? Yeah. The city in the fog game. Right. Yeah. Which one? Well, didn't you say that there was like some clue, there was a, some quest or something that you were supposed to find this. Yes. This is the city in the fog game. Okay. I was like, city in the fog game. No, the city itself isn't in the fog. Yes, that's one of the it's one of the quests when you're going from city to city. You have to find the city, and it's in the fog. And that was one of the mm. things that made it so difficult to find. Um, yeah, that's the one. And okay. and I'm still loving this game. I know I've I've like talked to folks read read online. The folks have been have put like 200 hours into this game, like crazy time. Um, oh. And I'm nowhere near there. Um, simply because I play so many other games and because I always have my iPhone and my iPad with me. So I'm always playing other little games on that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, so those don't, uh, that one doesn't get as much as my time as I would actually like that. And the fact that if I ever take the DS out and we're out and I don't have two of them with me, my daughter immediately takes it away from me and plays something <laughs> else. Um, so I've been playing a lot of Dragon Quest nine. Um, I finished Oregon Trail on my iPhone. Um, and I was, as I was proud to report on Facebook, I only lost one child. Um, did they get taken away by the birds or, but did you mean to no, kill him? He, yeah. he, he wandered off and never came back. 
But he was the one. Uh, he was fault. the one that kept getting snatched by the birds and getting sick and doing all this <laughs> other stuff. So I figured, hey, at that point, he was ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. That was not my fault. Um, so I've been playing. Uh, I put, played that all the way through. Um, okay, and I got I got sucked into Cityville on Facebook. Um, <laughs> I got sucked into Cityville a little bigger way. Um, so Facebook games will be the death of me, I swear. I notice that you come to my city every day and uh, and take care of my little town houses for me. So thank you. Shh, don't tell anybody, Alex. <laughs> well, you'll notice I'm at yours just as I <laughs> Well, the interesting side fact, uh, ladies, I showed my students of primarily males this, this, this very uh, week that middle-aged women are supposedly the biggest gamers on social gaming That's sites. Right. Oh, yeah, and sure. that, in fact, it's a $4 billion industry. Yeah. In fact, they're the biggest growing, uh, the most yes. growing group of yep. gamers as well. And Absolutely. women, because of them, have now overtaken the percentage of uh, who plays games, women versus men, correct? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I believe that's the case, yeah. No, mm-hmm. that's true. I think, and the interesting thing is, I think a lot of that also had to do with the, with like handheld games, like the DS and iPhone games. That, Absolutely, you know, that aren't necessarily social games, but are are mobile or portable games that you can take with you, you know, and play it at any given moment. I don't want to essentialize and say women play and play like games <laughs> in line at the grocery store or women the- only play The Sims. <laughs> right. Well, here. You- I don't want to make this what my class we talked about, but we did mention we we did we taught discussed whether women are more prone to play nonviolent games or do we play violent games just like the men? I mean, social gaming often is nonviolent. That's a good question. Social I personally like some violence. Well, it depends because so. people are playing. Women are playing a lot of stuff like Mafia Wars. That's true. All, All you're doing Facebook. is killing people on that. Yeah, I shot somebody in the back to get a deed in Red Dead Redemption. So oh, I mean, I, I couldn't be an example. Yeah, but but you know what? Like my mom and my sister both uh, were addicted to WoW for years mm. and play Civ, and they're calling me all the time. Like, how do I take over Germany? I can't beat <laughs> Germany, right? Like, what's happening here? Like, how many ships do I need to kill this? You know, so they're they might not be bloody games, but they're certainly violent. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think I think women play a lot, especially if you're t- thinking about <clears throat> like handheld games. A lot of those are just as violent as console games. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. like Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars was one of the was one of the was kind of the first big um, adult quote unquote game for the DS, and that it was mm-hmm. a, actually a good game. Uh, and I played that a lot. Well, I play a lot of violent games. Violent, violent games don't bother me necessarily, which is why my reaction to Red Dead Redemption was even <laughs> more strange. Because, um, you know, they don't bother me generally. And we played Custer's Last Revenge in your class, if I remember correctly. Oh, my God, Samantha. That's terrible. Well, I mean, we from historical <laughs> perspective. Actually, I think it was oh, on okay. a break. But we weren't playing it for fun. That one's horrible. It's yeah. really, it's awful. Terrible. I can't even imagine it was made, you know. Oh yeah, mm. there's all kinds of craziness out there, right? Um, so yeah, that's what I'm playing, and I also played. I played, you know, a few Xbox Live um, arcade games this uh, this week. I played some Limbo. Um, I think I played some Professor Winterbottom. Uh, probably played some Catan because I'm a huge fan of Sellers of Catan as a board game, and so if I could play anytime I could play on my uh, on my Xbox, I'm just as happy. That reminds me, I need to get that. 
Oh, that's awesome. So when you I love settlers. See, you get it. We can play. I'm down for that. Okay, I'm gonna get it tonight. Have, are you doing any Fable Three yet? Am I doing any? Oh, I'm always playing. Yeah. Fable. Well, I'm. I'm always playing Fable Three. You know what? I did play Fable Three this week too. Ah, nice. I did play Fable Three this week too. Last time I I uh, was on, I had overtaken the number of people you kissed, so I was ahead of you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> it took a long time. I probably spent four or five hours just running around getting people to kiss me. Well, that's because I've just been well, running around, uh, running around ki kissing strange women in bars. That's um, right. <laughs> a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we hey, know. I've been making as many friends as I can. <laughs> that's right I, I like getting those gifts you know <laughs> of course sorry I'm not apologizing for it anytime I can walk into town and people are just giving me gifts for nothing I'm going to kiss strange women in bars if that's what it takes <laughs> <laughs> alright <clears throat> um, so now we're going to come up on the, the next kind of part, part of our podcast which is usually going to be what you're reading um, which is which will be interesting to see what we are reading in terms of just kind of fun stuff or even uh, more academic -y stuff that has to do with games or not um, just to see just to see what people are doing um, and I'll start out this time simply because I want to tell you what I'm reading and I think I have to finish <laughs> it tonight um, <laughs> I'm actually reading uh, the Hunger Games me um, too and I'm, and I say I think I have to finish it tonight is because my mother loaned it to me on the Kindle, so it's a Kindle loan. Oh, uh, yeah, which means you and the, there's a there's a time there's a time period that you have to read it before it like disappears and you can't access it anymore. So it gives you like two weeks. Now, no, it wouldn't take me two weeks to read the Hunger Games if I had actually started it when I actually downloaded it. Is it called the hunt, the Hunger Games or the Hunter Games? Hunger, the Hunger. Hunger. Okay, Games. yeah, yes. Yeah. It's Suzanne okay. Collins, right? Yeah. So um, okay. I'm actually reading The Hunger Games, um, and I am, uh, I don't know how far I'm in on it because I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm about 75% of the way through it, so I can finish it tonight um, <laughs> or finish it, hopefully, because I think today is my last day before it, like, disappears and they're going to make me pay $5. I know $5, <laughs> woohoo, big deal. But I'm like, $5? I'm like 75% of the way through the book. Um <laughs> I have them on loan from Patty, so I can always give them to you. Oh, see? Yeah, because I'm going to want to read. I'm going to try to see if my mom has the other ones, so if she can loan them to me digitally as well. Because, <laughs> well, I read Make them. a joke about you guys kissing, yeah, because you're giving gifts. I, I, yeah. yeah, see? Um, yeah, kiss my <laughs> no, mom and get her to give me give me books. Um, That's right. So I'm reading them on the on the Kindle, of course. Well, not on. I'm not. Well, I'm not necessarily reading them on the Kindle. I have a Kindle. But I'm also I have the Kindle app on my phone, my iPhone, and on my iPad. So no matter which device I pick up, when I turn it on and hit the little sync button, it goes to the last place I was the last time I was reading it. So which I can, one do you like better to read on? You know what? Hmm. I I thought the Kindle would be because you know because it's got the 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 digital ink and it is super clear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's it's not backlit, so you know if I'm like just reading in a re regularly lit place, it's fine. Um, but I have to say, I really love reading on my iPad. Mm, mm, and mm. I only read on my like iPhone that. when I'm out and about, um, and I don't you know want to take out the big iPad. And if I'm standing in line somewhere and I don't want to pull it out, um, then yeah, I'll read on my iPhone because you know you only get like mm. 
50 words on a freaking screen if you're reading on yeah. an iPhone. But, okay, so that's what I'm reading. Um, that and stuff for class, but that doesn't count. Hmm. Well, all I have to talk about is stuff from class, so I hope it counts. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to go next, Sarah? You can go. Oh, well, I mean, I think I already tipped my hat. I mean, my students right now are reading, um, and I, you know, me, whatever, along with them, uh, we're reading a replay, The History of Video Games by Tristan Donovan. Yeah. Um, and which seems pretty comprehensive. He, he claims that he's giving us more than just the U.S. Uh, development of games. And, um, you know, at least from what I've, you know, verified from other sources, he's, he's giving us a pretty good, you know, backstory of how they all started and, um, so that's, that's where my attention has been focused primarily. I've also, of course, been reading our, uh, posts on, uh, not your mama's gamer, um, <laughs> and, uh, learning much from those as well. So, uh, other than what I've read for class and, um, I can't say I've really read it. I mean, I've been paying attention, like you said, to, um, was it Jane McConjugal? McConjugal? I'd say McGonagall. Um, McGonagall. McGonagall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been, uh, um, you know, reading stuff from her, her website, um, and, and articles that pertain to women in gaming and such like that. So nothing of particular note, I guess. But, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Okay. Well, I liked your shameless plug of our website. Um, <laughs> But um, I just ordered a new book yesterday, which I'll get tomorrow, which I'm very excited about. It's Sherry Turkle's new book, um, Alone Together, Why We Expect More from Technology Than Each Other. Yeah, that sounds great. So yeah. I am just, I'm so excited for that. Um, so that's what I'm going to be talking about next week. <laughs> this week, I have nothing interesting to talk about. We read, uh, we, I read Heidegger all week. So I don't think anybody wants me to talk about Heidegger, well, and, and I don't want to talk about Heidegger. Well, you know, reading is is sort of well, read, play. I mean, if you're participating in a narrative, are you reading it? You know, I mean, I've been sure. reading Red Dead Redemption. If you want to go, you know, ah, I like that meta certain way. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, I've been reading a ton of blogs about um, academia and women's position in academia. Mm-hmm. And there, there was a couple interesting ones I ran into that we can post in our link spam. Um, mm. And th- things about, like, reasons why I left academia or a reason why I'm staying in academia to change it. Things like that. So mm-hmm. I've been reading just blog after blog after blog about those types of things, um, mm. which are just so interesting. You know, to hear people who went through their bachelor's, their master's, and their PhD, graduated, got their diploma, and said, no. You know, I just, um, yeah. it's really interesting. Mhm. 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 So that's all I'm reading. Oh wow! I'm I'm really interested to see what you think about Turkle's book. I saw that she because she was because she was on NPR this week or something talking about that book, wasn't she? Oh, I don't know. I didn't hear it. Yeah, I think she was on NPR. I didn't get a chance to hear it, but I saw somebody had posted it to Facebook, and it's been oh. such a crazy week that I had didn't even have a chance to to go and look. But mm-hmm. I had like made a mental note of it, and now that you uh, you mentioned it, I make a real note of it because I'm gonna go back and hear what she has to say and then maybe I'll pick the book up and see. Maybe I can even get it on my iPad, which would make yeah. me very happy. On your Kindle, yeah. <laughs> I tried to get it at the library because I make graduate student salary, but they didn't have it yet, so. Mm. so you you know, one thing, that I, one thing that I was reading, and, and I noticed that, you, Samantha, you mentioned this about making the Facebook rounds. Of course, we all see the viral 
you know, articles that are posted by like a bazillion people. And mm-hmm. um, one article that was being passed around was about video game addiction. And uh, I forget the exact statistics. I'd have to go to Facebook to, to find the article again. But like one in ten kids or something is like video game addicted. And and I'm rolling my people, eyes right now, just so you guys know. I Keep know. Going. <laughs> <laughs> um, the people that were posting it uh, of a certain generation, and I don't want to get maybe generationalist here, but uh, <laughs> they were kind of uh, suggesting, oh, technology, all those video games, they're so terrible, they're hurting the kids, you know. And um, they said that kids in the age or the grades of three, four, seven, and eight were becoming addicted to video games, playing 34 or 31 hours, uh, as much as 31 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Well, they were blaming video games for these things. That that's tying into Jane McG- what Jane McGonagall talks about, right? Yeah. Like saving the world through through video games. Like if we could just get people to play video games more, then if we could just get kids to play video games more, then they would be able to accomplish so many more things and so many of these problems that we face. Yeah. Well, Go. and then Alex, that begs the question. I mean, how do we how do we help prevent addiction versus education? You know, what I mean, like, are we addicting them? Or are we addicted are to we- books? Are we addicted to blogs right. <laughs> are we addicted right. to going to classes but you know the interesting I'm, thing is, is yeah. I, and i have to say this as you know mm-hmm. as a gamer as a mother you know as an educator who's even taught elementary school you know all too often you know teachers and teachers and other and other educational devices or tools of sort get blamed for a whole lot of things sure. um like you know, they're like oh, these kids that are that are, you know, so basically eight to thirteen, if not younger, mm-hmm. yep. um, are you know addicted because they're spending thirty, forty hours a week playing video games. There's no way in hell my kid's gonna be playing thirty, forty hours a week of video games. Right. I mean, and I know I say that mm-hmm. now. She's two and a half, and the and basically the. And she already knows. Like she'll come in and she say, "Can I watch one Barney?" So you know, and she'll watch one episode of Barney, you know, which is you know twenty five minutes because we watch it on on, on demand. Um, and she <laughs> knows that that's it. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. in my mind, when we first started out, I said, "Okay, I'll give her up to an hour of screen time a day." So if she wants to play, she wants to you know watch Barney, she can watch you know two episodes. But she, uh, and I always try to make her spread it out. So watch one Barney. And now she's gotten to the point that she'll ask occasionally for one episode of Barney. And that'll be all she watches. And she she never even thinks because she's playing with other things and she's engaging with stuff in other ways. She's got this great wooden train table. She plays with her trains or she plays with her dogs. <laughs> and she's doing all right. this other stuff. She never comes back and asks for another episode of Barney. Not that she doesn't, she knows that she can or doesn't know that she can. She never thinks to even do it. I mean, because she's doing other things or, or we're reading books together or we're coloring together. I mean, parents have got to take some of the blame for that. I think for that, yeah. Well, if you, if you sense the kids little, um, put, you know, you, you, if you can't play because you're working or whatever you, and you say, okay, my downtime's going to be when you're in front of the TV. You want them to be in front of the TV more and more. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's, then that is what the, what the norm is. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just found it interesting that, that the immediate response, the knee jerk, you know, was, oh, video games are, are so bad because these kids are being addicted. And, and like Samantha just pointed out, I mean, there is some parental responsibility, you know, like, I mean, you can oh, yeah. decide how much 
your kid will play. I mean, if, if you're if someone, one of my students, we were talking about this article, and my student said, um, these games aren't cheap, so who's buying it? You know, the kid's not paying for their allowance, you know, to buy these games. So, If my mom uh, let me sit in front of the TV and play video games for 12 hours at a time when I was eight years old, I would have. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? totally. Well, and, 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 and I, I think it plays into um, also the thing that was making the, the rounds on, on Facebook was, was the video that, that, that we have all seen that talked about the boys and, and gaming and education. That's right. That's right. I'm in a big uh, argument with a couple of my friends about that right now. <laughs> um, I was telling Sarah earlier. Uh, so well, let's let's talk about it. This is the Ali Carr um, Chelman uh, TED Talk about boys in education. Um, that that's basically right. that basically talks about gamification and gender, right? Um, and that's a, that's a, that's a pretty interesting uh, that's a pretty interesting talk to say the very least. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Alex. Tell us about your, your fight. Well, um, my my immediate reaction, I'll just walk you through my reactions because I don't want to say anything that people could uh, tell me was wrong later. So <laughs> just be honest about my reactions. When I first saw it, I thought I, I was forced to be kind of self-reflective because I was thinking if there was an institution that children were forced to go to, like school, that was all the authority figures were men, all of the teachers were men. Um, and all of these other things, I would be, I would be furious that they like systemically excluded women from this thing that all children get exposed to. So my first kind of reaction was like, you know, I, I'm terrified that she's onto something. I, I feel like there's a lot wrong with her article. And this is where some of the arguments I've been getting it, uh, into come in about her essentializing gender. She point she points out herself. Right. Um, and her way of dealing with it by just assuming one that girls don't play video games. It's a boys thing, which it just, it's just wrong. But, um, but also that, that just kind of an uncreative way to look at what's happening and just, just thinking that throwing video games in there will get this whole culture of boys who are being excluded from these environments to be participants again. I, I don't, I don't know if it, I don't think it's that simple. I don't think it works like that, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty terrified that she's onto something about boys being excluded from little, from school, but I, I, I guess I don't know any kids in school. So maybe Sam, you could talk to that more. <laughs> well, I think it's, I think you're right. I think she is onto something and, and I think she has a point, uh, like I said, a point of sorts, right? Because she talks about, um, how boys are treated in schools and why and why they act the way that they do and why they get treated in such a way, right? The 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 statistics that she gives that says like two and a half more times um uh boys are tracked into special education than girls. Um, you know three out of twice, four in the slower programs. Right. And yeah. twice as many twice as many boys as girls are suspended, almost three times as many boys as girls are expelled from school um yeah. completely. And and you know what? I think she does have a point that there is something going on and a lot of it is because of the way boys' behavior gets perceived in um in schools, right? In in, yeah. in in places where they're supposed to be kind of that are structured more rigidly. Right. right. Well, she's she's very concerned with the zero tolerance of, of right. any any exception of violence. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my God, you put a you know story of something and it's it's zero tolerance. Right. But then at the same time, I said, oh, and she and she admits she does admit at the beginning that she she does does do a bit of essentializing, but this does hold true for some boys, and and I think she's right. It does hold true for some boys, 
But I think the biggest problem is, is that she's positing this as, as natural behavior, as innate behavior. Oh, you're totally right. Mm -hmm. And she's, and she's not looking at the fact that this is learned behavior. Yeah, there's so many social structures that are already in place before that that behavior, before that whole situation even becomes possible. Right. That, you know, gender is a social construct. We're talking about, we're talking about, so we're talking about socialization here. I mean, it all, mm -hmm. I mean, and it starts early. It starts with the way that we say, uh, the way we raise boys versus the way we raise girls, right? Well, well I mean, it, go, it goes for the minute you paint the blue, the, the room blue or pink. Right. right. Do you make them blue or pink? Do you give them trucks or Barbie dolls? But, you know, don't give them both. Right. Those kinds of crazy things. Right. right. I mean, so a lot of it is about the way boys are socialized. And, and and rather than saying, OK, let's think about the way that boys are socialized and think about, you know, what's what's the biggest problem? What's the biggest problem here with, you know, the militaristic toys and the fact that, you know, boys are boys will be boys is is what gets is what gets kind of gets thrown around when boys start acting in ways that are inappropriate. Right. But girls mm -hmm. can't do those same things. And, and, and I don't know, maybe I misunderstood this, but she seemed to be kind of making the point that we should bring back the boys will be boys. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, then, but, and then account for it. Right, and inc incorporate the boys will be boys into the institution. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. She claims that she's not essentializing gender, and and maybe you know, Samantha has uh, probably the most ethos on this, you know, because I I do not have children, but she seems to be essentializing motherhood. She was she was trying to be like, well, if you have a boy, you know, they're going to turn in an essay that wants to you know blow the house out with a tornado, and that's just boys, you know, and you know I've heard my mother speak that way too. She's like, oh, you raise a boy, you raise a girl boys suddenly are more interested in trucks sure. than girls, you know, and, and that kind of like that Samantha, like you said, that they, they, they want to claim it is essential. And I don't have, I've never raised the boy. I don't know um, that boys are going to have a more, you know, interest in, in, in violence, but yeah, I mean, she, she sort of discounts that by saying, well, if you have boys, you know this. And if you don't, well, you don't understand. My, and my biggest, my biggest worry, and maybe the reason why I was quick to defend the video to my friends earlier, um, is that I don't want, I totally agree with what you just said, but I worry that that would get in the way of addressing the problem that she's at least trying to address, mm -hmm. even though I think she's doing it wrong, wrongly. You know, like, I don't want yeah. the discussion of, like, oh, she's just essentializing what gender is to to stop the all the facts that she states later right. on oh, about yeah, the absolutely. real problems that are happening. And I, and there I, are, I mean, she's genuine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What'd you say? Seventy percent of 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 college incoming uh, college freshmen are, are seventy or seventy percent female. Is that what she was saying? Yeah, something like that. It's, it, quite an imbalance. And so she's saying, well, we need to address this just like we did. Although she says, I mean, she does admit that females are still under represented in, in math and science and, yep. and, know, under, and underpaid in the workforce. I mean, she acknowledges all those. Things. Right. Yep. Right. Right. But, but maybe there is something to paying attention to why boys are not as interested in education as they used to be. Right. I mean, and I, and I agree that there has to be, a, there has to be a way to deal with the, the current generation, but I think to institutionalize that boys will be boys attitude makes it a bit too comfortable to continue that boys will be boys attitude. Mm -hmm, right? Absolutely. And it won't the good old boys club. <laughs> right. So, I mean, there has to be some, some middle ground where we say, okay, let's figure out how to deal with this now. 
But then let's do something. Let's do something to make some kind of change in the way that children are being socialized. I mean, right. And, and, you know, and I have, Absolutely. I've been, I've been party to raising a boy and I'm currently raising a girl. Um, and, and I don't socialize. I try not to socialize my daughter in any of the, in any of the, the traditional ways. I don't, I don't say, here's a doll, play with that. You know, or here's, a, or yeah. here's a truck, play with that. I don't do it. I say, what do you want to play with? I mean, she chooses mm -hmm. her own things. So she likes trains. She likes dolls. She likes trucks. She, I mean, she, she likes all of these things and she chooses what she's going to play with at any given point. Um, you know, and, and it's in, you know, for me, me being the person I am at times, it's hard for me. <laughs> and, and, and luckily, <laughs> luckily I've got, a, I've got somebody co-parenting with me who says, okay, Sam, back off a little bit. Because, you know, when, when the, the, when last Christmas came and it, the question was whether or not she was going to get a kitchen, um, her own little kitchen to play in because she likes to come in the kitchen and help mama cook. Right. Whether or not she was going to get her own little kitchen to play in. I was like, my daughter's not getting a kitchen. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> here we go. Wait a minute. I'm turning the tables that. the other way. Right. I'm turning the tables the other way. And my and my partner was like, no, come on now. Back off a little bit. Can't say no. She can't have a kitchen. That's just as bad as saying, you know, she has to play with Barbies or she can't uh, have trucks. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. yeah, it's making if she identifies with cooking, that that's making it a. Uh... A negative thing, then. Right, exactly. Which it shouldn't be. It's perfectly it fine. Be. It's perfectly fine. So, you know? I'm wondering, you know, we, not to get off point, I don't think I'm trying to circle, circle us back around, but, you know, we did talk about Rockstar and, you know, how we rob prostitutes after we boink them in the bushes. Um, and the whole institutionalization of boys will be boys. Well, I mean, Rockstar seems to revel in that. Right. Right. Rockstar does. I mean, but th yeah. that's the point. Right. That's what happens if we institutionalize it as. As as here's how we deal with boys will be boys um, and how we make allowances for it rather than here's how we change it. Do you understand right. what I mean? Right. I mean, that's yes, when we absolutely. get these things. I mean, that's when, you know, we we get these moments that are more and more. Violent that are more and more shocking um mm -hmm. I, like i said i like i said the the shut up shut up bitch before i cut you a new hole was violence in a way that i had never experienced in a game before right right mm -hmm. because you know i mean because it was a very explicit kind of violence right because mm -hmm. there is you know there is there is there's a beating there is um a woman screaming there is um, Helpless. There's yeah. helplessness. There's rape. There is. There's a knife involved. So there's penetration of multiple kinds, right? I mean that took that that took me fast, right? And it it, it hit me in a way that I'd never been hit before. And I think right. that to to continue with that, well, boys will be boys, and that's just what they do, and that's just how they play, kind of thing. That's dangerous. Is dangerous and and leads to has dangerous implications. Yeah, it, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and the same thing happens. I mean, and I'm not going to say Rockstar is the only is the only is the only no. is the only company that does this. I mean, I, I, even when I play Heavy Rain, right? And I think Alex and I talked about this because because mm -hmm. I I suckered her into playing Heavy Rain and made her lose a weekend of her <laughs> life. Um, I still only remember bits and pieces of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
fucking quick drink. I woke up with like Cheeto stains all over my clothes. I had wrappers just piled up around me and soda. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Right. So, you know, spoiler alert, right? Everybody's playing heavy rain by now. If you're not, just like turn your turn turn your speakers down for a second while I do while do I do turn this. your speakers down. <laughs> We need a little, we need a spoiler alert, Sam. Um, spoiler noise, yeah. So you you're playing as 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 I think five you play as what five different characters during the course of the game. Is that right? I can't count. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, and there's one character you you play as um, who's an insomniac and 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 has other issues, but that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but she's in her apartment and she goes in and of course there's a shower scene. There's gratuitous, of course. There's a but there is scene. a male shower shower scene. There's that's... a male shower scene at the beginning. Yes, her right. shower scene's a little later. Um, so there's a shower scene and uh, she comes out and she's in her she's in like a tank top and panties running around her apartment um, and then she gets attacked by men and she's fighting off these men in her apartment. Um, and so she goes through and she's, she's fighting off men. Um, and she finally, if you're successful, um, fights off all these guys. And then she runs into the bathroom and slams the door. And as she slams the door, she turns around and there's another man there who then grabs her and slits her throat. Mm. Now, And you're this character. And, so you're, this, and you're this character. Oh. There's the helplessness factor. There's the helplessness factor. Of course, again, there's a knife, right? It's all symbolic. And there are men mm. in your apartment, and you're running around in your underwear. Um, you're in a, like a nighty or something. How do you, I think female she's gamers like a, feel? A tank top yeah. and panties, I think, is what she has. Is on. she? Okay. And then, she, and then, of course, here's the spoiler again. She wakes up. So it's a dream, mm. Right which really fucks with your mind in a number of different ways, because for a number of reasons, not, not only are you going through this fight, these violent acts of fighting these men off and, and ultimately you lose. And then of course you wake up and it's all a dream kind of like, and I don't think there's any way to win, right? No, I don't think there's any way to win. I played through that one a couple of times and there's no way to win it. At least that I've found, but uh. you, you're not sure of what these men want. These are just men in your apartment. And like I said, you're vulnerable, you're helpless, you're running around in a, in a tank top and panties, and you're not sure if this is a robbery, is this a gang rape, what the fuck is this? So, I mean, you know, as a woman, that's a really hard thing to deal with. I mean, and, and perhaps I'm getting too sensitive in my old age, but I actually had to shut the game off and go to sleep because it gave me, playing that part of the game, gave me a pounding headache it was too much here's here's the big question i would say in red dead redemption the the expected audience is male mm-hmm. would you say in heavy rain that they are targeting particularly male or female as a as, as audience i mean i think audience sort of dictates you know i mean if it's, it's female gamers I, I i you know you wonder what they're up to if it's male gamers you also wonder what they're up to you know like That's true what are you trying to do with this? You know, you know, it's it's kind of hard to say. I mean, if you're thinking about what people consider hardcore gamers, right, then you're going to say that their audience is always male because they always think of hardcore gamers as being male. I mean, I mean, how many how many times have we had game developers? Have we seen them at con- talk to game developers at conferences or had them come and talk to come and talk to us at at, uh, at our institutions? that still say overwhelmingly they see their audience as being males 
now. Which is laughable at this point. 18 to 35, <laughs> right? Because they, cause the age has gone up. But they still see them as overwhelmingly being male, like 90 plus percent. Mm-hmm. You know, we had, a, we, had a, we, had, we had a guy who had worked at one of the big companies, we'll say which was, who came in and, st- and told us in no uncertain terms that he told his teams to design as if their audience was 95 plus percent male. It's crazy. That's crazy. And, and I think the, I think the, the con- conception of the audience as male goes even further. I, I was listening to some other Girl Gamer podcast, and they're talking about trying to get pre-releases of games so that they can review them on their site. And they say, no, we're not going to give you ones because you're a casual gaming site. Uh, and they're like, did you ever consider that maybe our audience doesn't play your games because you won't release the games to us or give us screenshots so that we can yeah. talk about you know, or that it's not simply not for us. You know, I mean, like I'm playing, I'm playing Red Dead Redemption, but I've been acculturated according to movies and everything else that the male is always the hero. So I, I just accept. You know, right? Yeah, but that was a big question: what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Sam, since we were on shock and awe a few minutes ago, do you want to talk about the uh, mother video? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <clears throat> okay, so the 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 new the new viral uh campaign for um Dead Space 2. Um I think if you haven't seen it yet just like uh just google Dead Space 2 um on YouTube. It's a viral video where they have interviewed I want to say um they brought in 200 200 they, yep. 200 mothers they call them well, middle for market age, research. Middle, well, for market research. Middle-aged women is who they've, they've brought in and they've shown them the most uh, violent scenes from Dead Space 2 and then recorded their responses to it. And then they've taken the uh, the most disgusted ones. They've taken the most disgusted ones and um, put them together. They've put them together as a as a as a as an advertisement, right? That you know, here it is. This game is so disgusting that your mother thinks it's it's horrible, which means you're gonna love it. Um, and, that's, and they're like, it's a it's a fact. If mom hates it, it's cool, right? Yeah. I think they almost pretty much come out and say that. And the clips that they show are like you throwing up into a corpse or something like that. Like they're, yeah. huh. they, they, they said they purposely picked the most grotesque scenes because mothers and middle-aged women being opposed to it is what makes it cool. That is very telling as well. Yes, it certainly is. Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, but I wonder if that's even close to sustainable, though, with the success of all these other games. Like we were watching um, Jesse Jesse Shell's video about uh, gamification, and he was talking at the beginning about how nobody saw the Facebook games coming. Like nobody thought that would be <laughs> as big as it is. The microtransaction, um, yeah. the audience that it reached, all of those types of things. He said, "I know there's experts now on the audience here." But I, I can say from inside the, the industry, no one saw it happening. And I think that that, sh- that sort of blind spot exists because of, because of that idea that if <laughs> women or moms don't like it, then it's, it's going to be cool, you know? It's, complete, it's completely telling. I mean, you know, we were talking about this as well in my class about um, 
women gamers and you know they they don't the the obvi- the, the, the average perception of a gamer is what 15 year old pimply faced male not really seeing females very much eating uh doritos rude rude and they're not prepared for the fact that their their big uh, audience is soccer moms yeah you know i mean you know facebook has what 500 million people now and something like you that. know yeah nobody nobody saw that coming but well, it's funny because some of the scholarship, like even back into the early 90s, are saying, why, like I'm thinking of uh, Purple Moon, you know, type, type uh, companies are saying, why aren't you, there's this huge untapped audience, why are you not looking at women? Like if I said to you, you could increase your profits by 200% by making these other types of games, I, I would think you would want to do that, but nobody did for so long. It's just, it's kind of shocking to me. <laughs> It is shocking. It shows a, a very clear oversight and a misunderstanding of games. And and even when I was talking to my, my students, we were talking about digital drag. And you'd be surprised at how many of my male students were, like, shocked that um, people cross-dressed, I mean, like, cross-digitally dressed in, in the games like a WoW or whatever. And actually, there were a lot of men's as, men playing as females and females playing as men. I mean, they, they just were like... Yeah, they they acted like as if this was some revelation, and I'm like, no, you know, of course, women are playing on these games. Women are participating as males. I mean, you don't know how many females actually are out there. Absolutely. Which is one of the reasons I kind of liked the new Black Ops commercial. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Well, I guess it's not new anymore. (laughs) Oh, the one with Kobe Bryant? Hey, guys, talk among yourselves for a second. I got to run off for a second. Hold on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Talk did did you right. see that uh, bl- the Black Ops commercial? I, I did not. I did not. So so they have um in, so, so imagine like the typical did, have, you played a little bit of Black Ops, right? I have I've, I've seen Black Ops play. I didn't actually participate, but I've okay. seen it. Yeah. Um. So they had the commercial. Uh, imagine like the war scene, right? And they're running around. Oh, that's right. You did your thing on Nuketown. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, instead of having the soldiers, they have like a mom. They have a really tall African American guy. They have right. a young, overweight woman. They have like right. all these different, like real looking people running around and they're shooting the guns and they're taking down the helicopters and they're slicing people's throats and stuff. And I just thought it was so cool because it really it it was like a it was like a nice nod, like an acknowledgement that like we recognize even though the avatars all look the same. Exactly. We recognize that there's other people behind them. We're looking behind the avatars. Right. You know, and we brought up Laura Croft, which you get to go on forever, you know. Of course. Uh, and, and why she was so popular and everything else. But, um, well, I had some some males in the class even admit they they had participated in WoW or, you know, RPG games. Saying, well, I have been females before because people are more apt to give you gifts. <laughs> but, you know, you know, what's so funny like as much as I want to say something like what yeah. a bunch of jerks, it's yeah. so true. But well, at the same time, you get so much harassment, um, and so much like there's like there's an inherent fear when you're actually a female playing that I don't think of males experience of like talking on um, the the voips, you know, yeah. which means you can't necessarily participate in the hardcore raids or whatever, or, or like Sam would talk about, if Sam was here, I'm going to channel her, about um, <laughs> when VoIPs first became popular, um, the the voice changing um, technology became huge because women 
wanted to play, but they didn't right. want to be called out as women because then it'd be all, you know, people harassing them for the stigma. Yeah. Right. So they had to have voice changers so that they could participate. That is fascinating. I mean, you know, I, one of my students is a psychology major and she was going to write about, you know, being, you know, trans, transbitism, or I can't even pronounce it, transbitism, I don't know. And I said, well, you should take a look at digital drag because it happens more <laughs> often than you think where people will, will participate in a gaming community in the opposite gender. Yeah, absolutely. And what that really means. I mean, so, I mean, that goes back to our discussion about boys and gaming, you know, like boys, girls, you know. Well, it sort of calls into question, like Sam was saying, that whole social construct of gender. Exactly. It, it really calls, when you could choose to be anything, and I use anything like with huge scare quotes around it because I know it's a drop-down menu that sure. some programmer came up with. But when you could be theoretically anything, then then it's sort of like you get to construct your identity, but but do you really like are you so entrenched already in that social construct? <laughs> can you break How much away can from you escape? It? Exactly. Well and and one of the big issues we talked about in, in, in class was control. That 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 game Which naturally comes up with Laura Croft, of course. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah, I asked one of my male friends, I'm like, what, what was the appeal of playing with playing as Laura Croft? He's like, well, because I could control her and make, make her do what I wanted. And I this, was like, this wow. should be a shout out to our uh, listeners quick. If you haven't checked out the video on our website, nymgamer.com, um, you should. There's a, there's a video called Cyber Bimbo, and yes. it's all about um, Laura Croft and, and the issues that go around with that. And a lot, a lot of it does talk about like being able to control her, but it was yeah. the first time women were represented, so it was kind of like a double-edged sword. But anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I, I like your point about the double-edged sword. I mean, I, I think... I don't know. I mean, we can talk forever about gender. You, you know, you, me, Je you know, Samantha. We, 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 of course, you know, we're in academia. Yeah. Oh, uh, you, know, you have biological, and then you have you know psychological, and then you have cultural. You know, but I do think it's interesting that people are essentially cross-dressing in a digital space. Have you seen? Um, I posted on my Facebook. Uh, it was a, a graph of how to construct video game avatars. I don't think I did. No, okay, so, I don't. So it was, um, it was um, this chart, and uh, I'm pulling it up here. Okay, so it says how video game character, uh, how video game makers design characters, and then the first thing is gender, and then female, and then male. So male goes to <laughs> more brackets, and it says shooter, RPG, adventure, and then it goes to more brackets, protagonist, villain, all these kinds of things, and then they goes on like shirtless alien, et cetera, et cetera. And the female, like, so there's all these different subcategories. And then it's a, in the gender female line goes this pink line all the way to the bottom. And it just says boobs in huge letters with the <laughs> box around it. Okay. I have to tell you guys I'm back and I'm really thinking this is hilarious. Cause I, I came back at the point where Alex started channeling me and I was like, Oh, she's doing a good job. I don't have to talk. You can just be me. <laughs> Sam, you think I don't listen to you when you talk and I am listening and making mental notes all the time. You should all become disciples. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I have it up now, Alex. I see what you're talking about. Okay, so I'll, I'll put that in the link spam. Yeah, just boobs. Listeners. Just boobs. It's all it says for female. Boobs. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I, I don't know if they meant it to be as as pointed as they did. I have no idea <laughs> what their intention was. But it, to me, it was sort of like, like uh, uh, you know, you put some time and thought into how you cast these male characters. And, and you don't as much for females. So back to, so back to the Laura Croft thing. Uh, yeah, back to the uh, back to the jiggle mechanics, right? 
The jiggle mechanics. I mean, it's, oh, it's like any of the fighter games. Like, uh, you know, interestingly enough, like, like we were, we, um, the, the, with the, with the price point and the release date and the, the, the launch games being announced for the, for the Nintendo 3DS this mm-hmm. week, right? Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. one of the things I thought was like, they, one of the, the games that's a launch game is Dead or Alive 3DS. I was like, ooh, now I get to see Jiggly Boobs, not only in, not, not only because, you know, with, with the PlayStation 3, you get to see, you know, high def jiggly boobs. Now you get That's to right. see 3D jiggly <laughs> boobs. Oh, and do dear. we really need 3D? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, do I really need 3D is one thing, but do I need 3D jiggly boobs is a whole nother thing. That is a whole nother <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I know some people who would say yes. But... <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how far to get into the 3DS. I know that was something that we had considered as well. I feel well, like means- I should say something there because that was a long time that no one was talking. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time? Well, I don't um, know. I, you know, well, she can edit. Maybe, maybe, the 3D, maybe our discussion of the 3DS, because that's going to be another big one, is a discussion for another day in its, in its, in its entirety. But I have to say, okay, I looked at the I looked at the the release games for the 3ds, and uh, I was debating whether or not I was gonna because you know like GameStop's already taken pre orders for it. It's expensive. It well, it's two forty nine. Mm-hmm. And you know, so it's more than Xbox. Yeah, well, well I, I read some like, speculation about why they they had some ex- they that they're theoretic. I guess I hear rolling it out before it's ready. And also, uh, they're char- why they're charging so much when Nintendo usually doesn't uh, it's like have 80, the most it's expensive. Like Eighty system. bucks more than the system usually is, right? Right. Than the, the than the DS usually is, and I was looking at, and a lot of them are just re- the games are rehashes. You know? Oh, that's too bad. Well, because there's like um, what is, what's what's coming out? Um, Super Street Fighter Four 3D Edition, Nintendo Dogs and Cats. Um, oh. Hmm. Steel Diver, which is a new game, uh, so that's not a rehash. Um, uh, the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time 3D, Madden hmm. NFL Football, Dead or Alive Dimensions, hmm. which is Dead or Alive 3D, um, Star Fox 64 3D, Ridge Racer 3D, um, and then the one that I was really excited for, I thought might be pretty interesting, was the Resident Evil, the 3D Resident Evil. Which, right. according to the site, is they they've just taken levels from Resident Evil Four and Resident Evil Five and put them together and called it Resident Evil: The Mercenaries 3D. No, but what is our fascination with 3D? Is it is it our is it our sort of embryonic virtual reality? I mean, is that is that what 3D is? Is that the fascination that we're sort of on the cusp of becoming sort of? Uh, I think it's immersed? a money making thing is i think that, that especially with the tvs and and then the movies that came out they're, yeah, they're trying to sell everywhere. new more expensive hardware now that might well, be my cynical side so well, that's 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 the that's the 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 rationale on the on the on the side of the of the producers of the of the technology but what about the consumers why do consumers want 3d right do we want to be more and more virtual beings Right. Do we want I do. To- I think we do. Yeah. We I mean, to, we, go, we between want to go connect into the tech more. Once we have Connect married to 3D, 
we will have virtual reality, will we not? That's, you know, it's a good question. It's a good question. I mean, that just blew my mind. Yeah. And, <laughs> and see, that's, that's another Sorry. discussion. That's another discussion to have. Maybe we'll have that discussion. Maybe that'll be talk, we'll talk about that next week when we start talking about, if we talk about the, the, the 3DS and 3D technology. But yeah. I, I got to connect for Christmas. And I have played it like in the store last, um, before Christmas. As well, like everything's on semesters for me. I was like, last semester. And, uh, yeah, no, too. <laughs> I do that too. And one of the things about it is that I felt more disconnected than less playing some of the games. Like the bowling game, I was bowling with no ball. You know, you can't even fake it and say, okay, this controller is like the ball. No, there's nothing. So it was it was a very strange, even more disconnected feeling for me um, playing the bowling game, I think, at first than, than anything else. I won't tell you whether or not I still feel that way until we talk about well, it more. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that it's fascinating. The irony of the connect makes you feel disconnected from your corporate, corporality. You know what I mean? Like, it, it is Absolutely. Well, there's nothing tactile. It right. totally takes out touch, yeah. right? Absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Should we do buys of the week quick? Okay. Let's do buys of the week quick. We, we've just been talking and talking. I know. We have been. Okay. So, uh, you know, I've seen, I've seen uh, on different places that people always, you know, say, you know, here are games for, here are games for cheap ass gamers. Right. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So, you know, we're talking, we're talking academics and grad students. How about games for <laughs> broke ass gamers? That's um, right. We're in the humanities. Um, <laughs> that so, does it all, yeah. It really does. <laughs> so I'll tell you what I found this week, and anybody can tell you guys can tell me if you found anything else in terms of good deals, right? I I, I still love my old school games, and good old games this week has the Zork anthology, all the Zork games for five ninety nine. Mm, that's a way. To, that's a way to lose a, a good part of your week, right? Is to play some Zork. And then I was like really excited when I was um, actually looking for books. Um, Amazon had a buy two, get one free on games. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I thought at first it was going to be crappy games, like old stuff. But it's, it's they've got a pretty good selection. It looks like just about everything. Little Big Planet. Um, if you want to play Red Dead Redemption, that was on there. The Mass Effect 2, game. which was the game of the year, right? Mass Effect mm-hmm. 2, yep. Um, Heavy Rain was there. Um, a bunch mm. of Connect games were there. Um, DC Universe Online, which just came out, was there. So did Little Big Planet too. I mean, those just came out what this week, and they're already there on the buy two get one free. The interestingly enough, Best Buy has the has the same deal going as as Amazon with the buy two get one free on all their games over twenty nine ninety nine. So if you need some games, I do need some games. That sounds like a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> Now is the time to buy them. I like that. Broke ass gamers. Broke ass gamers. Yeah. I don't. I don't have any good buys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I spent all my time looking up yours. So <laughs> that's okay. That's what I'm here you're, for. You're our leader on that. What's the Steam deal this week? You know, mm. the Steam deal wasn't too great this week. I remember it, looking at it and not being too excited. I'm gonna was, bring it, it up was, here. It was something, but it ends tonight. Which is one of the mm. reasons I didn't even mention. Oh, it was sixty six percent off Dead Space. Yeah, and it ends tonight, right? 
or something uh, like that. It ends Monday. Okay, so the one the one that ended tonight probably already ended since it's, since it's like eleven thirty Eastern Standard Time. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, mm, mm. And then oh, you know what? Toys R Us has another sale this weekend too. Like that's good through Saturday. I don't know if the show's going to be up and posted by Saturday, but um, if it is, <laughs> now you'll. Well, know. it's not like you have other things to do, Sam. I'm sure you can get it edited by then. <laughs> I can get it edited. No yeah, aren't you Superwoman? Yeah. Oh yeah, clearly. <laughs> Clearly, um, but uh, if you buy uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, you get fifty percent mm. off of any other game you buy. Toys R Us. Toys R Us. Mm. So if Assassin's Creed was in your wish, was on your wish list, and you got a few extra bucks, then you can run out and get that and something else. Well, I mean, Samantha, I still have it in my email, and I and I'm and fully intend to do it. You you put me onto that gaming site. What is it called again? Oh, the, it's the like game the, rental like services. Game. There's a million of them, right? There's like um, I've and I've used other ones, but the one that seems to mail quickest to me, probably because of proximity, is uh, is GameFly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's like, and I've used like Games and Flicks before. I don't even know if that one's still around, but there's a lot of them usually. Or, um, yeah, those are the ones that I've used. The big ones. Yeah, the big yeah. ones. No, I, I I had never heard of it, so I, I was completely enthralled. I didn't know there was, like, a gaming Netflix, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a little expensive, I think, but yeah. it's, what, 15 bucks a month? Yeah, for one game mm -hmm. out at a time. Gaming Games are so high Price really? I mean, it, the, they make more money than movies in a lot of cases, but they also make you pay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I, I'm not saying that I didn't think it was fair. It's just a lot of money for me. That's <laughs> like, like that's like oh, a hundredth yeah. of my salary uh, a okay. month. <laughs> I make more than I do. Yeah, absolutely. We've uh, we've been talking for a while, so um, we have probably about an hour and a half here. I think. Yeah. Well, well, at least we uh, know that how much we have to plan. <laughs> we have stuff to talk about next week because we didn't get to all the stuff. We still have stuff. Yeah, we're not even done. Yeah. So I think next week um, we can, uh, you can, folks can plan on hearing us talk about um, the Nintendo 3DS and and probably the Connect as well, um, as well as some other things that we come up between now and then, and any kind of um, important news or things that we come across in the week that uh, the plans. Um, we could totally market this like like they do on the major networks, 3DS, and it's dangerous. <laughs> That's right. We can just make everything fun for Next one. Like, yeah, you can't gamer. show this to your kids. <laughs> so your children are rise out. Why, everybody Same. in your house is going to die tomorrow if you don't <laughs> listen to our podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, um, once again, thanks, folks, for listening to our inaugural episode. This is um, Samantha and... Alex and Sarah. And Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, and we hope you come back and listen to the next episode. Have a great night.